It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. Well, that was not fun. I don't know if you watched the game yesterday. The Reds and the Nationals finished up their three-game series. It started... At four, very randomly, so most of you all caught the beginning of it at the end of your workday and maybe finished it or at least watched it for a moment whenever you got home from work and probably subsequently turned it off because that game sucked. Anyway, welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast here on a Throwback Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. We're going to recap that awful game, hopefully not go too crazy talking about it, and look at a piece of Red's history that I thought was pretty cool. But before we get to that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Also, make sure to hit us up on the reviews on the iTunes app. I, I'm not exactly sure as to if any of the other apps do reviews, but I know that iTunes does. And I do periodically check them. Like, for instance, I saw that there was a comment, somebody mentioning doing a live Q&A video type thing on Facebook or Twitter. There's not actually a Locked On Reds Facebook page. Probably something I should look into. But I may just end up doing that on Twitter here, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. So get excited. Also... Follow us on the wonderful Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's and save the Locked On Reds line number in your phone, 513-549-0159. Also, head on over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content. Got a couple of pieces up there by Clay Snowden as well as a post by Dave Pemberton a few days ago, which... We've been talking about it a lot here lately. The roles of the rookies, Josh Van Meter, Aristides Aquino, guys like that, and how Freddie Galvis being on this team kind of confuses all of that. What he did on Wednesday will definitely not make it any clearer because he went four for five in the losing effort against the Nationals. In case you weren't aware, the Reds lost 17-7 to to the Nationals and were swept by them as their fourth loss in a row. Three steps forward, four steps back. And it hurts doubly because the Nationals were on top, coming into this series, on top of the National League wildcard race. And this has done absolutely nothing for the Reds in that regard. It's hurt them quite a bit. Also, but but looking at it, 
Freddie Galvis had a great individual performance, four for five, three singles and one two-run home run in the ninth inning. And he's looking pretty good. Five for six in his first six at-bats as a red. And there was a lot of reports coming out that, you know, he's going to play a lot of second base. He's mostly been a shortstop in his career, but he has played a little bit at second base as well. And defensively, he is a very elite talent. Well, maybe not very elite, but he's very good. He's a very good defensive baseball player. So they're feeling like middle infield is where he's going to fit in. And that's going to kind of muddy the waters with how everyone else's playing time works out. Just so happened on Wednesday, Nick Senzel didn't get the start. He came in midway through the game in a pinch hit at bat. And uh, he didn't actually stay in the game. It's just a, just such a strange game. The fifth and the sixth innings. The Nationals scored 16 runs in those two innings. They scored 10 in the fifth and sixth in the sixth. And it's just... Watching the first four innings between Trevor Bauer and Steven Strasburg, the Reds were able to get runners on base against Strasburg, but they just weren't able to do much with him. They did score one off of him early on, but they ended that inning with the bases loaded. Now, Trevor Bauer was up to bat. He ended up striking out, and that's just what happens when you got the bases loaded and the pitcher's up. But overall, for four innings, it was the pitcher's duel that everyone expected it to be. And then in the fifth inning... I don't even know what happened. There were runners on second and third with one out, and Steven Strasburg was up to bat. You're like, okay, the pitcher's up to bat. We can get a second out. We can get out of this inning without any damage. But for some weird reason, Trevor Bauer was pitching him oh so carefully, so much so that he ran the count full. And on a 3-2 pitch, he, he said it was a cut fastball that he tried to throw low and away. It actually broke outside the strike zone. Would have been ball four. Steven Strasburg tried to stab at it. And wouldn't you know he made contact and the ball actually falls into shallow right field to score a run? Well, that opened up the floodgates and the Nationals just went crazy. The Reds just forgot to get people out. And the game was over before, I mean... If you got up, if you were at home watching the game and you got up to go get a pop or a beer or whatever and come back to your seat, by the time you did that, the Reds were down by like five runs. Heck, if you went up to like get some chips and queso, maybe make a snack or something and come back, then they were down by ten runs. It was just an unbelievably terrible inning. And then the sixth comes as Sal Romano replaces Trevor Bauer with one out in the fifth. And he gets the final two outs of the fifth. But, oh boy. Like, the most struggle of a two outs that I've ever seen. And then in the, he begins the sixth inning and he doesn't even get an out before they pull him. And, and you probably figure that with him coming into the game, he was going to try to eat some innings in this really just not so great game. And then here it is, he just gets blown up. For eight earned runs, his worst performance of his career in two-thirds of an inning. Jared Hughes ends up coming in and finishing the game off, but I'm telling you what, that was hard to watch. 
Now, we did get the benefit of another Aristides Aquino home run, nine home runs now in his first 14 games, and we just continue to describe how many home runs he's hit as, boy, that's the most anyone's ever done since 1900, which is true. You go back that far, no one's done it that much. It's nice to see he went oppo on this one. It was an outside breaking ball pitch, and he took it the other way to right field. So it's good to see that, and Tucker Barnhart as well hit a home run. Both he and Tucker have nine home runs on the season. Tucker's played a few more games, though, and actually I noted that in the recap on Red Leg Nation, Aristides Aquino has nine home runs in 14 games, but that's actually including last year's one game that he played in, so whatever. Nine home runs in 13 games here this season. And that mean he still has seven more games to go before he catches up to Matt Kemp. Remember Matt Kemp when he was a Red? He played 20 games as a Red this season. And Aristides Aquino has been way more valuable. Anyway, that's a, that's a whole lot of ranting about a game that was just absolutely awful. We've got to take a quick break. When we get right back, I'm going to do some throwback Thursday for you. Real quick, want to take a look around the Locked On Podcasting Network. Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL podcasting shows. With the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things National Football League with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL on your favorite podcast provider. Support for today's show comes from Manscaped. Manscaped's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal named the Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Locked On at Manscaped.com. That is Locked On at Manscaped.com. Fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else because then you are the same as everyone else. Get the edge from Vinny and that will put you ahead on draft day as well as put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcasting provider. You're listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Throwback Thursday, something that I've not done very regularly during the season. Been a lot going on. Don't know if you've paid attention. But the Reds have had a very fun and entertaining year. It's starting to wind down a little bit as we get to the home stretch. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Reds will be playing as meaningful a baseball as we'd hoped. But there's still plenty of games left to enjoy as the season comes to a close. And we look forward to 2020, which is definitely going to be the first year we can start expecting playoffs from our Cincinnati Reds. But I did want to take a look back into the history of the Reds. This is something that I started back when I got the podcast in January. And it was something that I looked at because we all know, I mean, most of us here listening have a pretty good grasp on what the Reds have been 
since the 80s, you know, early 90s, stuff like that. And some of us, our Reds knowledge, some of you listeners may even go back to the Big Red Machine and eras, even maybe before that with like Veda Penson and Frank Robinson, guys like that. And I'm envious of you there. But I wanted to look at some of the other Reds history, maybe even before that, because this is the 150th year of the Reds, i.e. the 150th year of professional baseball. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot going on. And one of my favorite stories about the Reds, they are the oldest team in baseball, but there was actually a time, and this is way back when, but there was a time when the Reds got kicked out of the National League. It was after 1880. Yeah, way back then. I think back then they didn't even have like any anything close to the gloves that we have nowadays. It was basically just like a almost like a leather mitten that guys wore. But uh, in 1880, it's kind of a footnote in most history books about the Reds. They were kicked out of the National League because the league officials came to them and they wanted. They wanted the Reds to stop selling beer at ball games, number one. And they wanted the Reds to stop renting out their stadium for other teams to play ball on Sundays. They didn't like the fact that they could play that they had baseball being played on Sundays in their stadium. And they wanted to stop selling alcohol. And here's the whole deal with that because the other teams didn't do it. Because back then, this is way, way before the idea of free agency or anything like that, but they kind of had something like that because each team had what was called a reserve clause where they could essentially designate five players each year that they're going to protect, they're going to keep each, you know, from year to year. And then the other players were free to come and go as they please. If another team offered them more money, then boom, they're gone. It was almost like everybody had a one-year contract that way. And the Reds just didn't have enough money to compete with the other ball clubs in the National League at that time. So the owners thought, okay, a good way for us to make money is to sell alcoholic games and to rent the field out on Sundays because the National League refused to play on Sundays. And what happened was other teams from the Northeast, and I'm getting most of this information from an old Red Leg Nation article. It was posted back in 2010. And it was taking a look at some different things in Red's history on October the 6th, but it expounded on this idea of the Reds getting kicked out of the National League. But basically what they said was the, the National League really didn't care that much about how the Reds were making money until some teams from the Northeast started complaining. You know, the whole squeaky wheel gets the grease sort of thing. And it the the team that complained the loudest, we're not talking about like the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or something, it was the Worcester Ruby Legs. Yeah, that's the real name of a team back then in the 1880s. The Worcester Ruby Legs complained the loudest, and the Reds were actually kicked out because the National League came up with this agreement that they wanted them to sign, but they wouldn't sign it. Because that's silly. And to think of that nowadays, like, you're not going to sell beer at a ball game, like, that's just hilarious to me because baseball and beer almost go hand in hand. 
you know, not to sound like an alcoholic, but it's kind of true. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. Thought that'd be fun to talk about here on Throwback Thursday, especially since Wednesday's game was such a downer. Hopefully you enjoyed it too. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have Stephen Offenbaker, the host of the Reds Alert podcast. I'm going to sit down and talk Reds with him. We're going to try to not be too much of Debbie Downers after this four-game losing streak, but we're going to look at a lot of different things. You're not going to want to miss it. Check us out tomorrow on the Lockdown Reds podcast with Stephen Offenbaker. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. That's the best way to get each and every episode each and every day. And whatever podcast provider you're listening on right now, hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And then save the Lockdown Reds line phone number in your phone, 513-549-0159 for all your general questions, rants, concerns, whatever. Check that out. And then head on over to LockdownReds.com for even more content. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. My name is Jeff Carr. This is the Lockdown Reds Podcast, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 